and weakness. Always go for the throat. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you... Investor's Edge with Gary Kulpbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Kulpbaum. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kulpbaum, your host. Hey, thanks for being with us today. Glad you are here, ladies and gentlemen. And as always... We thank you for your listening. It is uh, Wednesday, May 1st, 2019, and we are here to talk about you, everything that affects you, and where you're going and where you be, and the jobs and employment, taxes and deficit spending, scam shams, corruption, the market, you name it, we cover it. Hope you're having a good day. Hey, I got a question for you guys. Have any of you ever been to Norway? Please email me and tell me about it. I uh, went on the dial a wheel uh, to talk about the places I haven't been to. And I spun it around, and uh, Norway came up. So uh, we're going to look at Norway for one of our uh, trips going forward, and uh, want to hear from you guys. We just start with that. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we we always tell you this, but we measure our words carefully. Uh, we listen back to the show to make sure that what we are trying to convey comes out the right way, uh, especially when it comes to markets, and especially when it comes to inflection points. Uh, best examples. Uh, last October and uh, January 4th of this year. Uh, last October, uh, leading up uh, into September, we talked about how markets were so narrow, even though we were back at highs, that few and fewer things were working, more and more names were breaking down, and the market was still fine. But we told you if they start to come after all the good stuff, look out below. Well, I do recall the day, and it was October 10th, and we said to you, there's your uh-oh moment. And we thought it was party, and we dropped. We, we sat around for about six, seven, eight weeks, and then we had that big you know, crash yet into the lows in December. And then on January 4th, we came on this show. Actually, at 10 in the morning, we were on uh, TV, and we heard uh, Jay Powell uh, just completely change his stance. And we knew. We knew because, A, we were so stretched and extended to the downside. Everybody was bearish. The end of the world was coming. Depressions, recessions, you name it. So on January 4th, we, we said to you, and we know what the words we said, we're off the bearish camp. And let's see where it takes us. And what that means being off the bearish camp is we do not think the lows are getting taken out anytime soon. And it just turns out things got better and better and better. And it rode up the 50-day moving average uh, all the way into now. With nary a stop. Amazingly so. Uh, along the way, we called a couple of times, we think you got a near-term high. And basically, when we say that to you, we think we just hit a near-term high. And all that means, it can last days, it can last weeks, it can last months. And what we basically do is let it ride out. And we remember early March, we said there was a near-term high. We dropped for four days, reversed on a Friday, and that was it. I think in the third week in March, we thought we were going to pull back also. Pulled back the three days. Rallied back up. We think a near-term high has been put into place today. And let me explain what that means. The average stock, the average stock is less than it was. The amount of stocks working have topped out. You know how we do the little exercise with you? If there were 100 stocks in the market, 90 are going up, 10 going down, and then 80, 20, 70, 30... Well, we've been telling you for the last few days about a few areas, we think that 
we probably hit another one of those times. How long any corrective work lasts, how far it goes, we don't know. Could it be like the last couple? A few days. Yes. Do I think it could be more than that? Yes. What's my best guess? I think we've got some work to do now. Why do I say that? Because more and more stocks have been breaking down. Fewer and fewer have been coming on. I've been noticing a dissipation, nice word, in foreign markets. A little bit of what we call rolling over, stair-stepping down. And we probably started a little corrective work today. I'm not trying to scare you. We're telling you what we think. And I must tell you that uh, I have yet to do my scans uh, tonight. I'll do them later. But I have a sneaking suspicion from what we are seeing, yeah. Doesn't mean all. Doesn't mean leadership still stays. Just means that 50-day moving average is kind of sort of below here. And we may decide to meet up with it a little bit. That's all. If it worsens, we'll let you know. If the market defends itself, we'll let you know. Just thinking. Probably going to be more than those three or four days. Probably. But take that as nothingness, because on Monday, if it stops, we'll let you know. But just based on what we are seeing, eh. oh, not to mention, small and mid-caps woefully underperforming. Woefully underperforming. Did I say woefully? Oh, and not to mention the transports look like they're rolling over. You want some more? Anyway, you get my point. And may I repeat, if things change, I'll let you know. And of course, the other part of the equation. Earnings stink. I'm sorry. I'm watching these people going on the tube saying, oh, market. Uh, earnings are not very good, but s s things are still going up. We mentioned to you last night, AMD. Earnings down 45, revenues down 23. What? How's the stock up a buck and three quarters in the aftermarket, which equated to about, I don't know, four or five percent? Yeah, well, they opened it up and finished it down three percent on heavy volume. So maybe the market finally woke up and said, uh, you know, you know. So just a little food for thought for you kids. There's more earnings to come out. But most of the biggies, if not all the biggies, are out. I know we got some retailers coming out in the next week or so. Still some software names to come out, but the biggies are out. And what we shall do throughout the rest of the show, we'll have the news of the day, and we'll go through some of the biggies and what we are seeing. And just letting you know, earnings stink. Overall, there's some good ones. But on an overall basis, yeah, not very good. And we promise you, markets will not be able to keep going and going and going and going and recovering and recovering and recovering if earnings and sales are going down. We can promise you that. It can only go up for so long. We promise you that. So we hope you listen. I can't wait to do my scans tonight. I think I'm going to find a few things. And it's not going to be good. For now. Just letting you know. So real quickly, a market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim Rohn back. One of the great market timers. No gray areas of man. You're either in or out of the market. with proprietary indicators. Go check them out. Investment-models.com. Up next, full market wrap. Lots more. I'm Gary. This is the one only Investor's Edge. 
It's time to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Coltbaum. It doesn't get better than this. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So uh, the Fed, you know, had their meeting. Jay Powell had his press conference. I refused to watch one minute of this BS. Boy, that almost came out. Uh, remember what I think of these people? They're just morons. They, they know nothing except easy money. That's the only thing they know. Oops, market's down, easier money. Market's down, uh, let's say something easier. And that's all that's been going on. And all it's brought us is $22 trillion of debt, trillion-dollar yearly deficits, and they sit there like they're heroes. I got news for you. Listen carefully. Under Obama, if I had 0% interest rates in the printing of 4 to $5 trillion, I would have 8% GDP. Under Trump for the last two years, I would have 6 to 8% GDP. Trump screwed up with his ridiculous spending and deficits. He inherited some. He advanced others. I, hide the, I, have the, I hold these people in the lowest regard. And I still don't know how we got to the point where one person can make a decision and use trillions of trillions of dollars to rig and manipulate the interest rate market so in order to screw savers and just get asset bubbles up. You know, they keep complaining about the wealthy versus the not-so-wealthy. Look what the central bank did. Kept rates at 0% for eight years. Took a trillion-some-odd bucks out of the hands of savers during those eight years, handed it over to the banks and the lenders, the ones who caused the problem in the first place. And, of course, Bernanke never saw any of the bad coming. And Powell's in the same ilk. He was working with Bernanke at the time. Don't get me started on Yellen, though. I give Yellen a little credit. At least she stopped the printing. Anyway, that was the Fed today. But again, I could care less. And, you know, i got to be honest with you. I don't even know what the hell they said. I'm not even paying attention to them anymore. Somebody emailed me, and I guess Powell may have said something to the effect that we're comfortable where rates are right now. And, you know, Trump, the doofus, has been jawboning the Fed. Oh, we've got to lower rates, and we need more printing of money. This is the same Donald Trump that ripped Bernanke and Obama for lower rates and, and printing of money. Isn't it interesting how things change once you become the president and you want to be reelected? So let's just manipulate the hell out of the market? Yay. Anyway, so that was the Fed today. You thrilled? But just off the top, without me even having to scan, a few things I'm saying that give me a little pause here near term. Uh, I would suggest, number one is my proprietary scans of fewer and fewer uh, stocks have been leave it leading up the hill. Uh, semiconductors. Yeah, I think maybe we finally hit some area. And let me be clear. It's not because anything's bad. It's just because it's had a monstrous run. The semiconductors on crappy numbers. Remember what I said to you about AMD. Amazingly, the stock, the company announced a 45% drop in their earnings and a 23% drop in the sales. And they were opening the stock up 4 to 5% today, but it finished down 3% on the day. So the big boys finally came in. And so remember, when the market changes, guess what the big boys do? They change. So the semiconductors. Uh, what else? My advanced decline figures. Now, what does that mean? Well, every day we get advanced declines. And this goes hand-to-hand, -hand, by the way, in how many stocks are leading up the hill. The advanced decline figures over a period of time have topped out. Instead of these many advancers versus decliners, we're getting lower advancers and higher decliners. So that trend has changed. Let's stare at me right in the face. And that's just for starters. That's just for starters. 
Now, what's the worry? The worry can be, I think everybody's in their comfy chair. Ooh, look at that. We rallied back up to where we were last September. Yay. But we really aren't even close on the Russell and on the transports, on the mid-caps and many other areas. Just to suffice it to say, fewer and fewer, narrower and narrower. And we'll see what happens next. And a few other things today. Twilio. It's just a uh, one of those strong computer software stocks. Well, they gapped it up four or five bucks today to 142. Closed at 128. Volume was four times average. You know who that is? That ain't Aunt Mary and Uncle Bob. That's your big boys distributing a leading name today on their earnings, which, by the way, was strong. And other software stocks uh, came in pretty decently also. And I know that's just one name. I get it. That's cool. What else? Yeah, Google. You know, Google was down 100 bucks yesterday, but that's not really the worry. It was that it was down 25 again today. So what does that mean? An important name? Not getting defended on the gap to the downside. In fact, easily sold down. Just a little change in complexion. These are the little things, and I write the notes down. Okay, all right, Google. Punishment. What do I mean by that? Yeah, starting to see a few stocks punished. Hard hit. Blasted. ADP. You know, staffing outsourcing company down seven today on earnings. Just for instance, Garmin just slices through the 50-day on earnings. Was leading. Starting to see a little bit of that too. What we call blow-ups. How about a Ulta Salon? Leading name. Down 14 today. Tops out. Blatantly tops out. 50% heavier volume. So you get where I'm going with this? Just a little bit of more evidence of issues. That's all. And again, that doesn't have to be the end of the world. At all. But it's adding up a little bit here. So we just suspect we're going to have a little period of weakness here. And again, we have no preconceived notion that it will only be five, five days or three days. But I have a sneaking suspicion. Maybe a little bit more than that. We'll see. Up next, more on the markets. News of the day. Much more. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only investor day. America is talking. Investor's Edge. He's got to be big with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Coldbomb. Comes highly recommended. You're going to feel better if you talk to him. And welcome once again to Investor's Edge. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Um, and let's add a few other things on the market that I'm saying. Do you know how we have told you in the past many times how we keep our screens? We have a leadership screen. We have one screen that has all kinds of sectors separated by sector. We have another screen with the leading names in growth and the leading names in non-growth. And when we say leading names, we're not talking about opinion. We're talking about relative strength and pattern. Well, we've been taking a few off of the leading screen and having to move it off the leading screen. A few. Not a ton, but a few. And I would suggest enough. That tells us, combining with what we said to you about the advanced declines, what we said to you about how many soldiers are moving up the hill. So again, maybe just cool to jest. Estee Lauder. Gaps up to 180 today, finishes at 170. 
on heavy volume on earnings. Not so sure that should happen. Not distributed. Leading name. So again, just giving you little tidbits on the type of things we see. MasterCard gaps up yesterday. Down five today. Fills the gap. And that one probably may be an exhaustion gap. You know what an exhaustion gap is? It's a stock makes a move for a good period of time, and then on earnings it gaps up, and then that's it. Exhaustion. So maybe add MasterCard into the fray. And by the way, this is before I even start scanning. So just letting you know. And again, if the market provides defense tomorrow, we'll tell you. Just have a sneaking suspicion. You know, uh, Apple finished up uh, almost 10 today, but was up almost 15. On their crappy numbers. Just letting you know. Uh, other gappers today, there were some good ones. Uh, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines finished up 8 bucks today. It was up 9 and change, but that was a good move. Earnings up 20, revenues up 20. That's pretty darn good. Coming up the right side. How about some called Rogers Corp? ROG up 23 bucks to 190, but was up 35. But still, very good move. Harris Corp HRS, Hilton HLT, strong gaps today. We'll see if they stick. So just a little shout out on a little iffiness, near term. I'm not going to go further than that. The only thing I want to say is I think there's more to go. And of course, it could turn into anything it decides to turn into. Welcome to this crazy market. We'll be watching closely. So the Fed's out of the way for now. We have uh, earnings still coming out, a lot of names, but most of the big names are done. And we're in May. Now, I know what you've heard. Sell in May and go away. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's true. Not every year, but, uh, but throughout the years, it's, it's been interesting, May through October, November. But I don't pay attention. I remember it. It's in the file manager. But I don't pay attention. Because if the market decides to go to 30000 down in the next week, in May, it will if it wants to. No, that's not happening. But just thought I'd mention in the news. So uh, this William Barr, the attorney general, was on the Hill today. And as usual, all I was thinking about was all these people on the Hill asking him questions. The Republicans were kissing his butt. The Democrats, one, uh, Hirono from Hawaii, called him a liar. The attorney general, you're a liar and you should resign. So she obviously got the short straw, or maybe the long straw, to be the real pit bulldog on him. Every, there were other pit bulls today, but most everybody were, you know. Anyway, so... Uh, Barr was out there today, and all I ever think to myself is all those people in those those rooms, especially the ones that have been in Washington for 40 years, and let me be clear, there's some of them that have been there for 40, 50 years. That means they started in Washington when our debt was zero, or close to zero, and is now $22 trillion, and we keep electing these jackasses. How do you keep electing somebody that is destroying your kid's future? Both parties. Remember, it takes two to tango. Anyway, that's all I'm thinking about is when they're asking questions. Somebody asked today, where's your accountability? I'm thinking to myself, damn, I wish I was asking that person the question. Where's your accountability on our debt and deficits? But we don't get that for them, do we? We're nobodies. We're Muppets. We have strings attached to our shoulders, and they're just playing games with us, aren't they?
So that was Mueller today. Mueller slash Barr. I believe Barr has one more day tomorrow. And everybody's whining, complaining. Just bring Mueller in. The latest thing was Mueller sent a letter to Barr. And was, meanwhile, in the letter it said that he didn't disagree with anything Barr had said. But the media has mishandled it or something to that effect. So I don't know. Uh, Trump was out today. Oh, trade deal, this trade deal, that, China trade deal. I don't believe a word out of their mouths anymore on the trade deal. It's been going on for 18, 19, 20 months. Let me tell you, there's going to be no deal. It's going to be a truce. Yeah, we gave them this, they gave them that. We'll be nice to each other. And it's going to be meaningless. You know this new NAFTA deal that still hasn't been signed yet? I looked at it. Versus the old NAFTA deal, they changed a couple of things. Trump said it's the greatest thing ever. No, it's still NAFTA. What a couple of changes. What do you do? And the same thing's going to happen with China. And in the news is Venezuela. Wow. Wow. Wow, wow. And by the way, that representative Ilhan Omar, you know, a little controversial anti-Semite that she is, she's blaming the United States. No, no kidding. I saw the video. She was being interviewed. She said, the United States and our sanctions are what's hurting Venezuela. Hey, lady, what are you, what are you, high? The problem is she's a socialist slash communist, just like they are in uh, uh, Venezuela and destroy the country. She would do everything that, the Vene- uh, that uh, Maduro and Chavez did. No doubt. And her only answer to the question was, oh, it's the United States' fault. What? What? I can't stand the woman. Anybody who is a racist against anybody, I just can't stand. And she is about as... I have seen it before. I have felt it before. She is a poster child for an anti-Semite. And by the way, it has nothing to do with the fact that she's Muslim. I'd say it about anybody. She just happens to say a lot of anti-Semitic things. And her own party's called her on it. Anyway, you get to deal with that. She's one of the 435 votes in the House of Representatives. Yay! Yet. Up next, other news, other stuff, whatever else. Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one only best of it. You're listening to. What are we waiting for? What are we waiting for? One, two, ready, go. Investors Edge with Gary Kolbach. <laughs> You can tell how much I love the socialists, right? Just remember, ladies and gentlemen, who they are. They're socialists with your money. They're capitalists with their own money. That's number one. Number two, they're people that have never had a job, never created a job, never created a dime of wealth, have lived off the taxpayer, and all they do on a daily basis is piss all over the people that have created the wealth and the jobs. Just remember all that. The next part of the equation, they want the state to take over as much as possible. And they use cons to get it done climate change. It's a con. It's a con. You don't have to tell me we need to fix work on the environment. You don't have to tell me that. But what do they do? Oh, in 10 years. We have 10 years. And they treat you, the other part of it, they treat you like you're a moron. They think you don't know that 13 years ago, Al Gore said we had 10 years. And it's 13 years later. But now we start the clock again and they, 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 they prey on the fact that you may not remember and did not know that Al Gore, the, the head honcho top dog big cheese of this, lied to you 13 years ago. So now they're out there telling us 10 to 12 years again. And we better do something now and just remember why they're doing it. Money grab. That's what socialists do. They grab money. So they have to create problems. Climate change. Who are you kidding? 
You gave us global cooling. You gave us global warming. Both of those gone. Now it's climate change. Great. So it's cold in the winter. It's hot in the summer. Guess what? It's going to rain. It's going to snow. We're going to get floods. We're going to get hurricanes. We're going to get tornadoes. These things happen. Oh, well, they're much worse than they used to be. That's a lie. You go back a million years of history. Hurricanes were much worse before us. And I don't need these idiots to tell me what do I have to do environmentally. And then they get on their private jets. Bernie Sanders preaching climate change and he's flown $350,000 worth of private planes in the last two years. Hypocrite. So they make up cons. And the latest one. Medicare for all. Not have Medicare for all. Why? Why do you have to have that? Because they want to take over. There's nothing to do with anything else. They're not trying to help you. They're not trying to help me who has insurance already and has paid for paid it faithfully every year. What about you and your employer that ha- you have insurance with? Why would they take that away? Why would they have to? They don't. It's about control. That's what socialists do. That's what Venezuela did. And when the socialists tell you, well, we don't want the Venezuela-type socialism, it's exactly what they're, they're calling for. The state taking over means of production. They're going after energy. They're going after health care. And guess how big those industries are? Not to mention they're calling for breakups of banks, breakups of drug companies, uh, breakups of te- technology companies. They know what they're doing. And it's all about authoritarian socialist dictatorships. And you need to know that. And they think they're smarter than you. And by the way, I'm not speaking to you, you Republicans out there, you conservatives, you people that hate the socialists. I'm talking about you people that like them. Why would you give up any more of your control to them? You know, the preamble to the Constitution is we the people, not we the socialists, not we the government. Why would you give up decision and choice to them? Why would you give up more of your hard-earned money to them to decide what to do with it? Think about all that. And then go read the resumes of these people that are preaching to you. And just answer me what in their resume says they know what the hell they're doing and they can run the whole healthcare industry. And should take away 180 million people's health insurance in order for them to run it. We simplify things here. We simplify things here. We don't need to get into the little stuff. We just give you the big broad strokes of who these people are. And I got news for you. You can't argue with not a, with a word I just said. And it's all out there. Not to mention how moronic Bernie Sanders is that wants terrorists to be able to vote. If he was 35 years old, Bernie Sanders, and I was a father of that little kid who was blown up in Boston, and he said, I want Sarnoff to be able to vote, I'd smack him in the teeth. I'd smack Bernie Sanders in the teeth. Can't do it. He's about 90 years old now. So they're also illogical. And they'll just say anything, do anything, and get away with anything because whatever, they got a crowd. Think about that. Terrorists, let them vote. Jeffrey Dahmer, let him vote. Charles Manson, let him vote. Ted Bundy, let him vote. Don, uh, John Dillinger, let him vote. The Unabomber, let him vote. The Unabomber, Unabomber, whatever. The man is freaking insane. And he's polling for the presidency. Oh, but Donald Trump's insane, too. Anyway, you get my point. And we'll be talking about it more as we move forward towards the election. Tomorrow night, I'm on Bulls and Bears, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox Business Network. Do not miss it. We'll be back here tomorrow at 6. Have a great evening. Drive carefully. And get home do like we do simple procedures. Y'all make sure you hug your children. Night, night, all.
This clean edit of Investor's Edge created by Stu Lander. Follow me at twitter.com slash s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r.